head in the ascending moon. What is the lyric again? What is the DL lyric? Gold, golden diamonds. You've been in long the shining to... light of the crimson moon. Wait, <laughs> that's not right. No, so hold on. no I don't Shit. know. That might be completely fake. No, the shiny diamonds. Shining diamonds. Get up in that. Jake has to find his phone. Party oh, where that. has the phone gone? Golden. Uh, uh, this is Kings of Punk, the podcast about punk by punks. Uh, we got a guest uh, co or not guest really, a co-host. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Hammer. We got uh, Tim, aka Gary Yost Bombs. Jake Razor is uh, trying to find his phone for some reason. He shouldn't be on his phone oh, in the first it. place. He said he got it. Uh, we're got a, an interesting episode today, but uh, how was everyone's uh, weekend? We're all kind of doing little different divergences this week, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. I'm back, by the way, everyone. And I got my phone because I had written down the D.O. lyric. I was, for some reason, okay. blanking on the... It's shiny diamonds, like the eyes of a cat in the midnight moon. I didn't, I couldn't remember how he described lyric? the moon. I thought he shiny diamonds. Moon. Oh, that's like the the second or third stanza in like the second verse, right? I mean, the shiny diamonds. It's, I couldn't forget. Let's get one thing straight. That isn't a good song. So that is a good song. Uh, I hate that you. song. I love that song. I like it's a good. I like song. <laughs> that song. Rainbow totally the, sucks. Rainbow in the dark dick. is better. Like a rainbow in the dark. I had a. Uh, for maybe listeners don't know this, I had a good joke where it's uh, Ozzy Osbourne. He's like, "Mama, Mama, I'm getting dome." Instead of "Mama, I'm coming home," he's getting he's telling his mom, "Hey, I'm getting dome." Mama, Mama, I'm getting brain surgery. <laughs> um, also, like the uh, uh, heavy boots of lead. Feels his victims full of dread, and I was just like thinking, and it's like uh, someone's like afraid of heavy boots. I think, uh, I mean, they could be pretty scary. I mean, if it's like a you know a gigantic like three, you know, like a it's huge a, boot, it's colossal man from the Madball yeah. record. He was a skinhead. He got radiation and got really big, if I remember correctly, was <laughs> and that what they said happened. Actually, it was just steroids. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. why he got really big. Uh, but I guess boots of lead is like a uh, like a slang word for like uh, stomping heavy or something like that. Like that's what uh, from the podcast Chris said. So I don't know some huh. some weird thing that like is kind of lost in translation because we're I, not from the seventies in the UK. I heard yeah. that uh, uh, fairies wear boots. They wrote that one because Geezer and Ozzy were in London and they got beat up by a bunch of skinheads because Geezer and Ozzy being the kind of people they were were walking around London with no shoes on and these guys were like oh mate you ain't even got fucking shoes and fucking beat I'm the fuck out of I'm gonna eat him with a beer bottle yeah I'm gonna eat him in the asshole <laughs> I'm gonna break y'all me, me ball in his arsehole <laughs> <laughs> fucking arse I listened to a podcast, uh, was an interview with uh, Barney Greenway of Napalm Death, and it was it was really good. But yeah, him, it's like a day, <laughs> Napalm Death is like a, you know. So he's got like a Timmy B kind of thing. Going I know, uh, just like a really British kind of thing. Yeah, this is that. Uh, I'm Timmy B. Uh, 
This is uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you want, I mean, you want holes in your uh, you want holes walls, in the ground uh, yeah. for for, con- for context for probably most of our listeners. Uh, Timmy B was a guy who was a landlord for Tim and Tyler and a lot of other people I know at this house that used to do punk shows here. Yeah. Um, I, you said something about him the other day because we were talking about someone we know who who didn't know that he had to pay rent if, unless the landlord Who's, asked him for I it. I guess the idea um, is that you that you you pay rent when someone asks you to pay rent. Uh, and, you, and you were like, yeah, I mean, that's how I was with Timmy B. Because if I mean, if Timmy B didn't show up, I assumed he was smoking crack. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Timmy B wouldn't show up for like weeks sometimes. And yeah. I'm just like, oh god, I hope he's dead so that way I don't have to pay rent. Um, or like he doesn't ask, and then he would come out, come, or at the very least, we would know he was there because he would knock like the 20th or something like that, which is crazy late. And then we would pay him. I heard is, a funny story about him yeah. from someone I know that uh, he was like leaving the house at North Street and Timmy B was just in his truck parked yeah. there and he was like, you know, flagging him down. I was like, hey, uh, uh, do you mind uh, calling my cell phone? I uh, can't find it. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, dude called it and it was like sitting right there in his cup holder in his truck. It's like... Uh, uh, like <laughs> someone I would put faith in. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Funny and he's guy. a landlord. Yeah, yeah, landlords, funny people, huh? Interesting. So yeah, I had a good, good. I, yeah, it was. A, I made some poor decisions this weekend. Today was good. If, I hope everybody had a good Father's Day. Shout out to you know dads out there. Fathers out there. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see my dad, but I'm gonna probably take him out to dinner sometime this week. He was going to Buffalo with my other family, some other family members. Uh, so had some stuff I had to do. I actually, this is how the Dio thing came up. Is I earlier I I went to my parents' house and. One of the first things my dad said to me is he was like, so so let me get this straight. So Dio, Ronnie James Dio, he was in Black Sabbath. My dad like wanted me to kind of red pill him on Dio's career today, which I was more than happy to do. It also gave me an excuse to uh, listen to Heaven and Hell, which I hadn't in a while because he wanted to hear it. Great and record. Great, great record. Um, I showed him some other shit, too. I played uh, Necropolis by Manila Road. Oh because I thought he would think that was funny, which he did. I also, for his amusement, showed him a song that Tim showed me that I'm honestly pretty borderline pissed off at Tim and the person who wrote the song for <laughs> showing it to me. Um, it's a song by a group from New Jersey called Genocide with an umlaut on the O from the mid to late. The record's from like 87, and they have a really smart... It actually is the least stupid song they have, if you can believe it, but the chorus is like, Knives! 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 <laughs> Knives in society's society sides. It's like metal punk. It sounds like Venom, but like, uh, I don't know, bad and from New Jersey. And that's the chorus. But still awesome. Oh, it's so awesome. I was going to say that chorus, as a chorus, in terms of what the chorus of a song is supposed to do, is better than, in my view, better than anything Brian Wilson ever wrote. Because no Beach Boys song, they've gotten stuck in my head. They have not been stuck in my head like the song Knives by Genocide has been. This has been stuck in my head for a month and like... In a serious, like in a way where it is bothering me. Has it been a month? It feels like way long, like way shorter than that. It feels like it's only been like I'm trying five, to, a couple weeks. I'm just trying to get people to appreciate the, geno- you know, get some genocide fans out there. Yeah, yeah. I, genocide fans. I mean, you know, I mean, not of the action. They're out on the internet. Uh, they're around. but uh, I'm yeah. talking about the, the, the umlaut. Yeah, in either uh, case, band. they're on the internet, gen- genocide fans. But uh, 
That that chorus is the best chorus I've ever heard. Honestly, it has to take because I can't stop thinking about it. Number two, uh, got to be the chorus to "Die Wasted." Their other song, "Die, Die, Die Wasted," party till death. I want to die, die wasted. wasted. Yeah, a good band. Go 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 Very check check out the album. Submit to genocide. You could probably skip their demos, but I like them. Um, so yeah, that that that. I mean, again, by the standards of pop music, knives. Perfect chorus, uh, perfect song, better than the Beatles. Um, I, I'm a fan of hooky, catchy, sing-along kind of stuff. I think everyone is to varying extents. I, in particular, am. Today, we kind of have a topic in mind, generally, and uh, it does not include a lot of catchy choruses. What, what were you What were you thinking about today, this, Tyler? What are we approaching? Uh, almost the opposite of uh, catchy. It's, uh, we're going to be talking about noise core, folks. Uh, if you don't know what noise core is, well, let me uh, pull up the definition on uh, Lexico.com, powered by Oxford. So it uh, this is the real smart. deal. Noise core is a type of rock music derived from hardcore punk, characterized by the use of loud, distorted guitar and feedback, which sounds like hardcore punk. Sounds like everything. Uh, yeah. But it's so not. So we're gonna need a better definition. That's like Matt Tyler's gonna give us his definition. It's I like, would it's say. like Slipknot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like Slipknot, Mastodon, Slipknot. Mastodon. My two know. favorite noise core bands. I would say noise core is, it's kind of, it's not, it's easy, I think, to describe, but like, I think because of that, it makes it a little more, a little more difficult. You got to put the right words. It's noise music that is generally derived from guitar, like a general rock setup, guitar, drums, bass, vocals. Good way to put it, yeah. Um, that utilizes improv and micro songs extensive extensively so um usually by by that i mean improv because most of the songs are not like actually written they're just like played uh so it has kind of more of a free jazz kind of approach to it in a sense Uh, do they have like shit with made up words too probably i would assume i wouldn't say made up words but like i mean made up in the sense that they're like it's all like improvised. They're not like actually singing lyrics. In usually some cases, not saying not, anything. Yeah, yeah. Now there are notable with everything. There's notable uh, examples of that being the opposite. Uh, bands, uh, some bands use uh, lyrics. Like a modern band would be the band Sidetracked. Uh, Jay, uh, he's a he likes some of that noise core stuff that uses it. Uh, band like Seven Minutes of Nausea have have lyrics. But most bands are more screaming, grunting of some sort, uh, kind of matching that a second. It, it really kind of derives itself from hardcore punk and like grindcore music. But I think if we're really going to get into the roots of it, it kind of comes from a lot of different things if you kind of make a weird stretch. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of we've talked about different subgenres, both like on the podcast and off, you know. And a lot of them, I'm kind of like, I don't really get how this differs from this other thing. I don't think it matters. But the noise core thing, when I heard some of the bands you guys told me about and like other ones that I sort of briefly encountered years ago, I got it. It is different than regular grindcore, whatever that means. Like it's where you it's to me, it, it comes off like, oh, you took the grindcore like speed, like the idea that you're playing really fast and uh, you kept, you know, there's still guitars there, but there is no like heavy metal influence anywhere to be found in it in my experience i'm sure there's other some shit i don't know about and it's just taking that sort of extreme fast overwhelming sound and pushing it into the realm of 
oh well this is now this is fully nonsense like this is a bunch of nonsense mm-hmm. that sounds horrible and uh which is how like a norm you know it is an interesting way to think about it because like to a normal person like that's pretty much what like napalm death would sound yeah, like too i was gonna say that's like already what people think grindcore sounds like so this is if you listen to grindcore and you want to have that same experience of this is nonsense that sounds terrible you can listen to fear of god or some other noisecore band yeah, yeah. that's like yeah that's perfect perfectly put uh tim what are your like what's your history with noisecore um i think well the first noisecore the first two that i really familiar familiarized myself with was uh definitely sore throat and uh the you know the classic uh, Disgrace of the Corpse of Sid record. Yep, that was I, that was would have been I guess I didn't know it was called that at the time, but that was the first one I heard too. It was on the Puss Head, the top one hundred thing. So I heard that back in oh. high school. Yeah, great record. Just sounds like a sounds like a nightmare car crash. Uh, you know, complete uh, yeah. yeah insanity. Not remember songs. you you, te- yeah. you remember you told me about that like that it's like yeah this record sounds like a a car crash that's a nightmare like over a decade ago. And it definitely, I remember listen. I remember when I was living with my parents, like 18, 17, 18, 19, like listening to it at, like when I was going to sleep. And it's like, this is scary. Like, I can't listen to this at night <laughs> when I'm going to bed. And then the other one would definitely be uh, Fear of God from Switzerland. Classic. Uh, That's where I didn't know where they were from. Now, it's. They're more of them. I don't think. They're less improvised, I think, and just more like. Uh, no, they have songs. Yeah, they are. A, they yeah. are what we would maybe say a grindcore or a, like a fast hardcore band, but like the they presentation are, is definitely like noisecore. I think. Yeah, like how it's like how it sounds. The production crazy vocals, the guitar that is just feedback. It kind of sounds like it just yeah, it sounds like a vacuum. The yeah. what, those stuff I listened to from them, it sounded like. There might have even been like one guitar that was playing things, or it was probably a bass, wasn't it? Yeah there, was, th- yeah. there was some sort of stringed instrument that was playing grind riffs, and then there was a guitar that was just feeding back and like trying to hurt your your ears. They were a real you. band, though. Yeah, and so I and I think with a lot of the stuff, it's unintentional. Um, like they weren't intending to do this; it's just kind of how it came come, came out. Um, but we'll let's talk kind of maybe about like where this would have come from we were watching some stuff earlier jake about dadaism which is like an art movement in the early 20th century in europe where essentially it's like artists just during world war one decided to kind of go against general logic and reason and make like very absurd art you and poetry and stuff yeah like that. Uh, yeah i mean to be clear, and I, I Tyler, now I think, I'm not. I think I'm going to say now. Here's what you're the not thing. saying. Give him the so, caveat here. Obviously, this isn't where noisecore comes from in a very direct line, but I think the idea that like some this is my thing that I think with like a lot of genres is that like this concept that someone is just a genius and comes up with something and they're the first person to ever do it and like no one's ever done anything like that i think that's ridiculous that people a lot of people tend to think that with music is there's this artist they created this genre black sabbath is the first doom band the first metal band that's not fucking true right. that's bullshit well it's because if you really think about it you can always just be like oh well the caveman invented music is you know, they were hitting sticks and rocks and stones and shit together. Yeah, they're the first musicians. Yeah. Everything else is posers. They're so, just yeah. coming off of that. I mean, it. I, I do. So think- with I just with Dadaism, 
the idea that like people wanted to just make absurd stuff because noise core if you listen to it is abs- is fucking stupid and absurd yes yeah uh it's nonsense like that that there is a lineage of that being in art and people deriving like like almost an opposite sense of something from what's going on and i think that i'll we will get to it later and like when we get to like the late 80s um there's a very i think with their that there's a very kind of clear connection in like mentalities well yeah i I think you have to i I agree with what you said about people and this doesn't just apply with music i think people in general have like a sort of great man or genius version of events and why they think Mm -hmm. things happen and and there there is such a thing there is such a thing as a genius someone who like uh, cracks a code no one had cracked before and it's is like r- rare for someone to do that but even when you have someone like that like they're not operating in a vacuum like yeah. whether it's music or anything else like your shit that you're doing is shaped by circumstances and other people and other artists that you have no contro- control over so for example like the dadaism thing which we can get into more details about that art movement and stuff later or after this or at some point i think the most famous work of dadaist art would have been the toilet thing from 1917 the yep. urinal that the guy put his signature on and put it in an art museum it's still there um and That's, it is a great piece of art by virtue of the fact that like right-wing guys are still mad about it if you go oh, on twitter yeah. there's all right guys complaining about it still and why? that was in 1917 well he the reason why is be, the reason the piece itself was like i believe the museum was like anyone can sub can be in this if they pay a certain amount like you have to pay something to get your art like placed in this museum or something, which is so, a, a bullshit which is stupid bullshit. It it's anyway, just bullshit. Yeah. Like that's bullshit. That like it's like this isn't for like I think what the artist was trying to do was be, like kind of make a statement. It's like oh I guess anything could be art as long as I pay money for it. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a statement against like the fucking the bourgeois like yeah. fancy art shit. I, I from what I have interpreted the, it as, pe- I guess the, the people on Twitter, the right like alt right guys who still complain about it are like. The guys who pretend that they care about like Roman statues and, yes. and classical music and like I'm like motherfucker I know you'd probably just listen to Metallica and play video games like you couldn't tell me anything about classical architecture and like I don't blame you because I don't care about it either because who cares but like right I they, mean, you'd have they, to they have off. the fucking loser as nerd to give a fuck about any of that shit they have the Rome you know them because they have the something Roman statue as their uh, avatar yeah their avi. Uh, and it's like you're a fucking loser. Yeah. Like you, you suck shit out of an. Right. Ass. It's like why don't you learn how to like actually meet and talk to people or something? Well, and this instead is of something... playing fucking stupid ass video games all day. Hey, folks. Tyler Hammer here. I just want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Shirley Road Records. Uh, you can go to shirleyroadrecords.bandcamp.com, and they got a lot of different things that I think fans of this podcast would enjoy. Ranging from punk, grindcore, hardcore, death metal even, and some more experimental stuff. A couple things that I would personally recommend is uh, some new releases from the label. uh, And that is I Hear Ghosts with the album God's Not Here. Pretty chill, kind of experimental, atmospheric, hip-hop, industrial kind of stuff. Um, Great for, you know, when you're just chilling at home alone or maybe on a long car ride. An Anxiety Party by Burial Sounds. Uh, kind of in the industrial vein, but a little more heavy, a little more dirty sounding. Maybe a little experimentation thrown in there. While you're at it, toss in a couple dis- uh, distro items. Uh, Chili Road Records carries stuff from To Live a Lie, 
No Time Records, Vehicular Homicide Productions, uh, among other things. And he's got a couple new items. Uh, some older stuff that he's had in the in there is the discography from Backslider CD. Um, Backslider, if you aren't aware of, great, great power violence band. Uh, one of the best from that uh, the late 2000s kind of era. And then uh, I would recommend Stuck by Nicholas F., a great Richmond rapper uh, who's put out a, a ton of new, uh, really, really, really great stuff. And I think anyone that's a fan of uh, the old school hip hop, the 90s golden era stuff would really, really, really dig this. So go to ShirleyRhodesRecords.bandcamp.com and let them know Kings of Punk sent you. And this is, I don't even, not going to say that's what they do. Um, I think they're obsessed with like, these are the kind of people that are obsessed with classical, like a painting should be beautiful and show the human form and like landscapes and stuff like that. But, and you know, maybe at a time I would have thought about that. Like, yeah, I guess it should. But lately, the last like few months, I've been kind of looking at more art, like with an actual, like I'm looking at art, like paintings. I was looking at a lot of Picasso stuff and the Picasso stuff where he starts like, stop doing that and starts making like i guess like the what is weirdo shit weird yeah, stuff yeah that is a thousand percent more interesting it oh is yeah. so much more interesting to look at because yeah. it's like oh what am i gonna look at a a, a barn like i can look at a barn with my fucking eyes i mean man. i yeah, do like yeah. i kind of like some of that older stuff where you know it is like of like a, a painting of like like a you know like like the like an old battle scene or something that's, yeah that's stuff can cool. be cool yeah yeah because that shit is like you know extremely detailed. But, oh, it's Where amazing. See some a of it's battle a, yeah, happen. In my, some of it's amazing, life. but it's like, what are you just gonna do that forever? Like, no, right. you gotta push you gotta the move boundaries. on. And that was, I think, the point Tyler was trying to push us towards a little bit is, like, the reason we're mentioning something like the Dada movement in Europe isn't again because like Seth Putnam knew about it and it made him make noise core. It's rather like all of these things from that to fucking Minor Threat to the Sex Pistols. Everything that came before cleared the way for your art, like Chuck Berry. Yeah, like yeah. Seth might have never had the idea. It would have never crossed his mind to make something so absurd if there hadn't been like these other people that tore down barriers before him. You exactly. know, and he didn't have to know about it. He was born into a world where that already happened. So he was, and like all of us, he was working with tools that other people gave him. That he wasn't even aware of, as we all are, in a way. Yep. I think with a genre that's as, like, uh, extreme as this and would be, like, kind of baffling otherwise, you have to kind of keep that in mind if you want to actually parse through it. So with that that in mind, like, it's something we'll, – we should definitely maybe in one ep- – in some episode kind of relate that to bigger things. But that I just wanted to put the placeholders. Like, there is precedence in art for – Dating back over a hundred years now, yeah, the, that is kind of like t- people were really twisting yeah, art on its head. The the Dada thing to provide other examples, like they had, they would read these poems where all the words were made up. This is in like nineteen fifteen, nineteen seventeen. Like it was, and this is fascinating, and we'll probably come back to this. The sort of impetus for it, the idea was they wanted to reject the idea of logic and rationality because they were responding to World War One, which was this. Uh, continent-wide horror, the likes of which the world had never seen in Europe, certainly hadn't seen. Um, 
and, and the thing is, like, people even now when they talk about World War One, like, if you ask me why it happened, I would struggle to tell you. Everyone's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But if you break it down and look at it, by the logic of the bourgeois states of Europe at the time, it did make sense. It, it did have to happen per their own logic of how things were supposed to work. So the Dada people were like, society, capitalist society has imposed a form of quote-unquote logic that is bullshit and doesn't actually make sense. So we're going to create art that is nonsensical and irrational and bizarre and and baffles people just as a way of kind of blowing apart this fabric of quote-unquote reason that people have they also there is actually if you anything related to punk you kind of want to talk about the dada movement or be aware of it because they invented that like collage shit that like the sex yeah. pistols popularized later that that's where that came from it was had people were doing that in like 1917 and it like it looked awesome now, an absurdity, I think, is going to be the through line for a lot of yeah. what we're talking about here, because you can do a lot with it. I mean, it's it, it that's uh, some existentialism shit. You know, life is absurd. So I would say and we ain't talking about that black metal their, band from Germany. No, we're going to talk about them in another episode that, where we interview them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every time I, like, this happens a lot the last few episodes. It's like, all right, I'm going to move on. And then it's like, uh, uh I yeah, was just absurd. trying to make a joke there. It didn't. Sorry. It sounds like it didn't land. I thought um, it was funny. Those guys killed a guy. Yeah, they're scarier than, like, Mayhem. I think. By yeah, far, those yeah, guys. Yeah. I think. If we're, like, I mean, I'm not scared of them, but, like. <laughs> I mean, I'm scared of would, the stench that probably, up. you know, comes off of their bodies. and. I'm scared of the ass. prospect of having to spend time hanging out with their fans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, there you go. So okay. So we have this. Hundred years ago, we have weird art movement. Uh, from there, we have like I think the a huge thing that's important with talking about noise core is the idea of like improv music, like yeah. free jazz, jazz in general, like, and there's other like genres that you know that where it's like imp- improvising something have existed like for decades before quote-unquote noise core exists i would say the combination both of improv and the other notion and i don't know that much about like music concrete or that stuff uh but people making like uh like john cage like music that is not musical yeah that that was a very revolutionary thing for a time we take it for granted because we grew up watching like morons scream into guitar pedals at like the punks picnic but um that was like I think pretty unheard of for a time or at a time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Metal Machine music by Lou Reed. You know, nineteen seventy-five. Like, I believe he built that as the first heavy metal album. <laughs> Just, yeah, suck on that, Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. losers. <laughs> yeah, uh, eat a dick, Deep Purple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Iron what, before from... Metal Machine music, even got John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono doing their. Uh, that, the plastic their little noise band, right? That was some wild shit, yeah. Right, people probably thought they were satanic demons from hell for doing that. I mean, that. they were, but that's a good record. <laughs> they, You're right, they and, definitely that's, were. And, and to be fair, so were the other members of the Beatles. All, all four of them. That's all four sac- of the other ones. That's why they sacrificed Paul and replaced him with the hologram that's oh, yeah. still with us today. Well, no, he's just a good... He's just, he's a, it's his brother, isn't it? Isn't that the, the idea? It's like it's his brother yeah, or something? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, I heard it was a robot. Oh. They had robot technology that good in 1963. Yeah, <laughs> they had it. We don't yeah. have it. They right, the, have the it. The naughty so has real, it. It must be the really Lumen, good. The now. Illuminaries have it. Those. <laughs> so yeah, we got like I, I think Metal Machine music is kind of a good 
starting point? Or? Not a starting yeah. point, but it's like it's a funny thing because it's like you have someone like Lou Reed, uh, who is kind of popular. He, he yeah, was he big was. by that yeah. point. Uh, that was after Walk on the Wild Side and all that shit. And then it's like, hey, here's this fucking album of like noise, of literal like of, uh, beep. Well, he he did it because he owed them a record. He owed them one record after Sally Can't Dance, like his fucking like AM radio record. I kind of like that. I like that record. Me too. It's bad, but um, I like it. And I like I do like Metal Machine music because it's kind of mellow for a harsh noise like noise. Album. It's like major key. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a great way to just putting it. Major key noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would say. A, another good notable example again this is not noise core we're talking about but this is kind of like what's becoming of it that band half japanese oh yeah bizarre, they're really bizarre, bizarre but they were active when though that was late 70s late right 70s. started yeah that shit's real wild i would go back further and say like i i mean that shit is you're right the first thing i thought of was like the radical free jazz shit in like the mid to late 60s because i like some of that stuff and some of it still sounds shocking today. Like, I, if, if for listeners who are not familiar, I would say if you like extreme music, check out uh, Machine Gun by the Peter Brotsman Octet from 1971, I think. Maybe a little earlier than that. I know they were around earlier than that. That record just sound it's like power electronics without the electronics it's all saxophone jazz influ- instruments my favorite and the one that i recommend i'm not like a jazz guy and i never will be but one of my favorite albums is spiritual unity by albert eiler that one's cool because there are melodic parts that he comes back to but most of it is just like wild like the stuff he's doing on saxophone is impressive from like a physical point of view. Like it is like he is like writhing on that thing with his vocal cords and uh, creating like crazy sensations while also not necessarily creating music. I also know that um, I, people have credited that technically like the first blast beat you can find on a recording is on I believe the track Holy Ghost by Albert Eiler from like 1965 or 66 yeah it's kind of like that yeah yeah but they're doing that it's like uh, obviously they weren't like yeah I don't think it was like yeah this, it's not part of like a beat so like I don't like, he wasn't doing like gravity blasts or no no, no. gravity it's, bongs maybe but yeah maybe I would say those from not- there what also, what really is important? What I was just gonna say because I thought of it. Since we're talking about absurdity, I thought of Sun Ra immediately too because oh, yeah, of his oh, whole yeah, bit was absur- being as absurd as possible. That classic video of him on YouTube where he's got like he looks like he's wearing clothes that he's been wearing for like a month straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks really sweaty. <laughs> um, he's like does this thing with a keyboard where he like puts his hands on it and then he like spins around in a circle yes hitting yes. like all the random ass key yeah amazing video that was very Incredible. dadaist we watched some videos or uh, from like the 20s of like a dada poetry reading and the guy was wearing a getup that looked like that and chanting a poem where all the words are fake Incredible. What he was doing, like plip plop, or yeah, yeah, like yeah. plip plop, don ganji, don do, like made up words. That's sick. In A, 1917 era, doing that. Great quote, I believe that is from Sun Ra. Maybe I'm wrong. Is that like he's like, you can play. It's possible you can play what I'm playing, but can you write it? Like in regards oh, to his music, yeah. I like, thought I thought the quote was gonna be. Ding dong! I'm the weird man. Um, yeah, I'm weird. 
Well, it's interesting because Sun Ra was doing that with stuff in like the weird stuff in like the fifties, and this yeah, is like early, early before acid was like was like synthesized. So like before the CIA invented it. So, so like people, the idea yeah. was that like it's like well, he couldn't have been like on drugs to like come up with the stuff because he was doing it before like those kinds of like drugs that were widely available that like cause this kind of like psychedelic music. So like he was doing that before it. Beefheart so this is all kind of from his head. Yeah, Beefheart didn't do drugs either. People ne- yeah. people never believe that, but like he didn't. That like Trout sense. Mask Replica is just a thing that he wrote. Uh, so, notably though, that album's yeah. not improvised. That was meticulously written and he had to like do like cult brainwashing shit to make people learn it because musically it makes zero sense. There mm-hmm. are not song structures or the notes don't follow in sequences that any could be explained through music theory or what sounds good. Is it but black it's all magic? Yes, I would define it as black. It is definitely black magic. It is it's defi- chaos. It's chaos, it's chaos magic. magic. It's defying the natural <laughs> order. Yeah, he it, that is a left hand path rock and roll record for I sure. I mean, I th- I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's and, put he just put like a curse. Yeah, and we're getting that es- esoteric here. Nice. I love I love it. So obviously, noise core does not that we most people would be aware of does not sound like Sun Ra. Does not sound like Metal Machine music. It does not sound like any of this. It sounds like just noise played on instruments. Um, I would say there is a very, very easy precedent for what that is, and that's just the hardcore punk scene from it the It still 80s. sounds, I would say it still sounds like, even to someone who's not versed in it, you would hear it and be like, I think this is a punk band. Yeah. Because it, it does have the fast drum beat and the screaming. It's what it's what parents, like, I, I guess, as we said earlier, right. it's like literally yeah. what parents thought What's it would sound What's that screaming? Like. It's like what they thought Sex Pistols sounds like. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, no, like... Um, but I think punk is important to talk about in general because punk is why f- music is fast, like really, really fast. Uh, metal, not because of metal, yeah. Not because of metal. Metal and every if you're if you're a metalhead and you hate punk and you like blast beats, well, hey buddy, guess what? It's because of fucking punk. So. And also, guess what? Fuck you. Yeah, suck our suck a dick. Um, it's really suck our dick. <laughs> suck our dick. Suck our dick. Go back to your fucking. Go watch a VH1 special or some shit, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go watch. Uh, go watch your boys the, talk about your, the '80s. Go, go get your news the, from Scott Ian. <laughs> go watch that Eddie Trunk metal show. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> that dumb show. What the fuck is Eddie Trunk's metal show? That it, metal. Show, I think it was right? called that metal show with like this fucking asshole Eddie Trunk. Uh, Eddie, his name's Trunk. That is an he, unfortunate yeah, last Twonk. name. I feel bad for this guy. I would say this is a this era of like the proto noise core is really really interesting. And I, I mean, the only th- other thing I would add real quick is like with punk. This is the fourth ad, real quick. To be honest, what? Sorry, what sorry, sorry, sorry. Punk generally, like even seventies punk, just the idea of breaking the rules completely, I think, is critical to understanding this subgenre we're looking at. Like the idea of just totally defying, like what you're supposed to do because even the 70s punk bands even some of the ones that are not very good the obscure ones you hear it and it's a similar experience to hearing fear of god where you're like why did they make this like where did they get the idea to do this from yeah so are you, were you going to get into like hardcore stuff i was going to get into hardcore yeah let's do it um i guess maybe the middle class would be maybe one of the gray area that was like 78 right yeah that's widely credited as like the first hardcore record so we got hardcore. Hardcore is a step, kind of a step up from like the punk of the seventy, like mid late seventies variety, where it's 
faster, maybe a little bit more simplistic. Uh, a little bit more attitude. A little more attitude, a little more aggression to more, it. More screaming. You know what it is. Minor threat, poison idea. You know what like it do. Uh, there's genocide. Uh, yeah, genocide. genocide. Classic, classic nice. hardcore record. G.G. Allen, you know. I would well, say. Actually, that's kind of, that could be. He's kind of more. I mean, punk, that's I'd absurd say. too. Yeah. If you want to talk yeah. about absurdity, but we love yeah. we, we could do three episodes on him if we wanted. I would say there's a few. Really, there, I could go. We could talk about this for a fucking three hours straight. I probably could. Record rises like this is like punk bands like really. Sp- we are stepping up from like what our like contemporaries are doing. The mm. first notable example that I think a lot of people would know is Deep Wound. Uh, who they don't know Deep Wound from where are they from New Jersey or something like no, that? No, uh, Western Massachusetts. Western Massachusetts. I think. Yeah. And members uh, end up being in like Dinosaur Junior, Sebado, Jay Mascus. Yep. Jay Mascus, uh, and some other projects. Um, but their first their their offerings are very very fast punk stuff. Um, that is yeah compared to like a minor threat is like way faster way faster and like noisier more feedback that because that's yeah. the other like a lot of the bands we were talking about in advance of this the key thing is and this is significant that they were playing much much faster than bad brains minor threat etc the other thing that i think would maybe classify something as being proto noise core is the like screeching screeching guitar feedback like i would even mention in septic death even though uh, they were pretty fast septic death yeah, especially septic death was as, even aside from the speed like void the guitar just sounds fucked up and is screeching at you it's unple- yep. it's unpleasant to hear yeah whenever it's like not playing something it's just like immediately feeding back yeah the, most hardcore bands did not do that on their records no a lot of the i think part of it is because some of these bands tried to go to like regular recording studios to make themselves <laughs> sound good which was a mistake but terrible yeah. idea I would say also, uh, just, I mean, like I said, I could do this forever, but uh, Deep Boon's very important. I would say A Social from Sweden, I believe, get any worse, I believe. And that is, uh, I had a Swedish death metal book where it talked about Swedish death. Talk first about, talk about, they talked about A Social on that, and A Social did something different because everyone was doing the one, two drum beat, the kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare, uh, the maybe scissor beat or. The you know I like guess ska beat or what the two did everything on the one so da, 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 snare kick cymbal uh, and it might it it sounds weird but like if you listen to that record it sounds really really fast for what it is but they're just like playing it like da, 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 super fast they're basically blasting right they're With basically blast. blasting yeah and this is like eighty two or eighty one nineteen eighty two yeah. Um, and that's just like guitars are super crazy, vocals are like blown out. What is important is that there's like this low, like Black Flag sounds like much more produced than like this kind of stuff. This shit sounds like kind of like most people probably who are into hardcore like, probably recorded into like a boombox. Yeah, mean like yeah, that kind yeah. Of thing. Dude, yeah. Uh, I have another band on this my list, the Shit Lickers. I oh, remember man, reading, uh, they have uh, Cracks Cop Skull. Uh, great record because it's just like super fast D beat that's super blown out and shitty sounding. And I remember reading about how they recorded the kick drum wasn't a kick drum; it was like a suitcase or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was something Yo, ridiculous. That's sick. <laughs> um, another another example is that band Larm. Like some great of their er, the pre Larm stuff, I believe, or the very very early Larm stuff. The drummer was like they said like the drummer like hit a table. With like his hands, 
to make percussions. They were just like, fuck it. Who that's interesting because that's like something that like a Dadaist or like an avant-garde would do like an avant-garde thing. Yeah. But they were just doing it because they didn't have instruments. Yeah. And, and if you listen yeah. to like one of the early, what's that one seven inch? Um, the alarm seven inch where the guitar. Nothing is hard in this world if you dare. No, that's the second. The that's the other one. That one sounds really good. That one sounds much better. They have the first one. Isn't it like a really entitled to? Sounds like just static. And then the bass sounds like it was plugged directly into the. Uh, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that seven inch? I, I, I can, this. Um, yeah, look it up. Larm. I think Larm is really important because they they like got better as it as they went on. Um, oh, way better. Uh. But they still had that like really sick energy. Could I mention they were, from, uh, they were from where real quick? Just while we're the talking Netherlands. About Netherlands, Netherlands, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another band I'd mention, um, maybe not so much because of the speed, but more so for the production. Uh, how about Flipper? Yeah, yeah, and like they like again, it's like the guitar just didn't play anything. That was yeah. straight feedback. I think. Or just are you talking about no one can just, be that dumb? Was that the EP? Yes, thing that was yeah. it. Yes, great name. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no one can be that. I'm like, I guess uh, prove this wrong. Yeah, couldn't even remember the goddamn name of that. Yeah. Jeez. So we got bands speeding up, really, really speeding up things. I think we really see that uh, with a band like Siege. Siege. In uh, 84. Another one from, I guess we got a few from Massachusetts now. Negative Effects, Chokes oh, first band. Yep. Very, very fast. Very crazy, like sort of proto-power violence sounding vocals, I would say. He's it's got interesting. the like, caveman uh, kind of thing happening. There's a recording of Crossed Out covering one of their songs. Yes, uh, protest. Protest. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it sounds it sounds like perfect. It's like, oh yeah, this could be a Crossed Out song. Another good one. Uh, the White Cross uh, fascist EP. Yeah. Very That's very blown out and noisy. Very noisy sounding. Another other fast ones would be like uh, that Neo's Hasaba gets the Martian Brain Squeeze record. We were listening to that today. That is like. Very close to blast beat speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, what and Youth Core is another one. Neon Christ. These are all bands that are like, even to the untrained ear, you'd be like, if you showed somebody f- fucking like uh, suicidal tendencies or something, and then showed them that, they'd be like, oh yeah, this is faster. This or is heart crazier. attack. Yeah, heart, heart attack, attack has a blast beat I record too, which is interesting because New York was always kind of behind the curve on like making more extreme hardcore, but that they did that right. for whatever reason. New York seemed like it was more on the uh, oh here's like this weird artier they, side. They were of doing it. rock and roll for a while yeah. until like Harley Flanagan's brain until he of, started rapping, Reign of Terror, and he started <laughs> rapping. Yeah, and, and you can even read, and this is where I think you you get into how this would lead to the noise core shit. Uh, like I've read fanzine stuff from back in the 80s where these bands are talked about and MR or whoever is like they're like damn like people are like really focused on playing faster and making this more extreme like people are taking it as like part of their raison d'etre to like be more extreme sounding and faster 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 than the last band mm-hmm. um a lot of it uh this is also a lot of these records I heard did hear about from like reading old puss head shit in his top 100 he I think popularized a lot of the extreme hard or tried to popularize a lot of the extreme hardcore from other countries which i i imagine some of that like the crazy japanese stuff gizm uh that shit lickers stuff oh yeah ccm whoever i could imagine some of these early noise core guys drawing actually hearing some of that and drawing some influence from it absolutely Uh, i was like i gotta outdo cheetah chrome motherfuckers that's hard you know i was gonna say japan it's uh, in and of itself has like a huge like Contribution to like the noise core sound, where like 
like the Confuse record. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Indignation, I believe it or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's it. Is fucking crazy sounding, and it's like the production. I think is is almost the more more important part when you're talking about noise core, because it's it's all about like. I think it's best when it sounds like kind of claustrophobic sounding and like uh-huh. just fucked up. Like not like it's it's mute and hardcore to a degree where it's just like it's mutated into something completely different and it's just out of control. United like, Mutation, another, another good one ex- Cyanamid, great record, another Jersey uh, band. Great band that yeah. that they're credited for like getting very close to a blast beat in like '82 or '83 too. I mean, I think they definitely were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mean, they were I hate pigeons. That song yeah. is just like it just like kind of starts and it immediately like falls off the rails like just crazy nonsense. Um, and that's where I think it's important. Uh, great, because great band. It's very underrated. Though. I didn't yeah, want to get too the, the East Coast flipper. I would say almost. Yeah. I didn't want to get too deep into like shouting out obscure records, but there's one that I have to do. Oh, go uh, for it. It, it. It's from like the Midwest somewhere. I think they were all high school kids. There's a video of them playing at their high school that we watched. It's this band Chemotherapy that printed oh. like a hundred copies of their record, and it totally has a blast beat on it. It sounds like little kids but they're playing so fast it's sloppy it's not like tight and brutal like sieges it sounds like thinly produced little kid music but that's got a blast on it you're just want to give them a shout out other thing um mutant hardcore that is a good way to put it that called to mind two bands we talked about in other episodes fucking i think like both chaos uk and disorder would have to be big influence here i mean short sharp Mm -hmm. shock has the screeching feedback disorder has the like claustrophobia of like the guitar just doing whatever in the background yeah. i mean that first ep i have listened to it a million times and i don't know what the fuck is going on on it like i have no idea i mean the name disorder kind of says it all what's up guys jake here i'm hanging out with tim today uh i wanted to speak briefly about syrup head records john the head honcho over there has been one of our longest standing and most consistent supporters so i decided to go check out his store envy website and see what was on offer there. Lo and behold, he's got a plethora of different stuff, both on the label and in the distro. I noticed in his distro, one of my favorite punk releases recently, the Peacemaker See You Dead Greed cassette. It's a sort of a single. Uh, again, one of my recent favorites. If you like the Partisans, definitely go pick that cassette up. If you don't like the Partisans, I don't know what fucking planet you're on because they rule. Uh, on the label itself, he's got a good variety of stuff, but definitely geared towards the grindcore, gore grind, gore noise, and really, really extreme stuff at that. So if you're a fan of that kind of shit, definitely check up, out Syrup Head Records. Tim, you were uh, given his discography a little bit of a uh, listen recently. There's some stuff in there that you're into. Uh, you want to speak on that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's some really good stuff that uh, John has put out on his label. Um, see here, he's got the... Sulfuric Cautery Human Effluence Split. That's a really good, really good full length. Uh, split, I should say. Split full length. Uh, there's also the uh, Sordo PCP Parade Split. Yes, yeah, Sordo is... They're back, I think, now. Yeah. And uh, another good one, I'm seeing uh, the Blame God uh, Power and Control Cassette. Another really good... One of New York's finest bands at the moment. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not the hugest, hugest gore grinder, gore noiser, or any of that stuff fan necessarily. I did find he's got the Uttercock seed cassette. I love that thing. It sounds like if you were listening to gore grind in your fucking Tesla Cybertruck and you crashed it into another Cybertruck and you were on cough syrup the whole time. It doesn't make any sense. It's just awful noise. So a lot of good stuff over at Syruphead Store Envy page. That's syruphead.storeenvy.com. Also, if you use promo code COPPOD, that's K-O-P-P-O-D, you'll get 15% off your entire order. So definitely scoot on over there and see what John has to offer. That's syruphead.storeenvy.com. Check it out. And this is like a big connection to like maybe like D-Beat in like the 90s. Because, like, that's when, like, D-Beat becomes, like, super, super noisy, I feel, compared to, like... Well, that's... I think that's, that's with... Because uh, all because of Disclose. Yeah. Yeah. He, but, yeah, I can imagine Disclose, Disclose, obviously, being from Japan, probably loved the yeah, Confused, confused Guy, yeah. Kuro, Gizm, stuff like that, where the guitar is just crazy sounding. Um, from there... So, so we have this, like... Yeah, bands are, like, getting faster and faster and faster. And I would say uh, we're not at... None of this is like noise core, though. Not this is yet. still just hardcore. I have a question. To yeah. what extent do you think, because around this same time or a little bit later, like mid to late 80s, more extreme things start happening in the metal scene, too. I'm specifically thinking of Sarcophago from Brazil, which is a completely insane, difficult to listen to sounding, I guess, early black metal band where it's, is that a drum machine or is that a drummer? I, I think it's a drummer. It, it is a drummer, drummer who sounds like a broken drum machine. It's definitely an electronic kit. It's got electronic yeah, yeah. snare, I believe. Yeah. Now, a lot of those bands from the 80s use like produce like that's like engineers that, would have an electronic snare. It's like the uh what like the COC record yeah. where like the B-side is an electronic kit and it sounds weird. Uh, then you got Unseen, Unseen Terror. Terror. Yeah. That record that sucks ass. Um <laughs> what's it called? Uh, isn't it like human, human error. error? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever listened to that. That it's, one is it's yeah. just it's it's straight up bad. Anyone that thinks that like that one is good, like there are the four guitar, songs about Garfield. Now. Yeah, and that's like the Oof. best. That's like the least offensive part in my mind. Like the guitar is shitty sounding. The drums are really sloppy. Um, they sound bad. The vocals are fucking god awful. Like. Like literally that's what they sound like. I'm not joking when it's like that. It's like the most low effort thing. When Mick Harris joins on vocals it sound, and they do like they have a peel session, that is much, much better. Um I don't think a band has a bad peel session, to be honest. As far as this extreme music like this goes, I think the thing that differentiates between shit that I would like want to listen to and what I don't care about, with this stuff, maybe even more so than other styles of music. It comes down to, like, does this sound low effort or not Yeah, for, for me? Like, because if, if you're, like, a hyper-fast, noisy, absurd band, but it sounds like you don't care about what you're doing, I will not care either. If it sounds like you put a lot of work and thought and energy and your fucking blood, sweat, and tears into making something that is completely fucked and sounds terrible, like, like that, that's awesome. Like Ars Destroyer. Yeah, like that band that you made me listen to that was that you definitely pretty pretty hated. fucked up. I you've I've listened to the shit you like that I hated more, but that was I could kind of get into that. One. I love Arsenal. What's one you hated more? <laughs> I tried listening to Brodekin the other day, and my issue with that is that it was boring. Really? Okay. Like it 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 was it just sounded like what like the, it, the vocals or yeah, the guitar? It, yeah it wasn't okay, like yeah. 
noisy or brutal. It wasn't like when you showed me Last Days of Humanity, I was like, this is painful. And that kind of makes me want to keep listening to it. Brodick and I was like, yeah, this guy just sounds like an idiot. Like, and the riffs aren't very interesting. But and it's funny. I only listened to one album. Maybe I'll try it again. Which album was it? I think the first one. I don't know. Oh, oh the, 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 the two after that are like way better. Instruments of Torture oh, was the one I listened to. Yeah, that's the I, first I like one. Instruments of Torture the most. The, the, the two after are like way better, honestly. I think production-wise they're better, yeah. Uh, I like Instruments of Torture the most. My That's my favorite. My, that's my general go-to the last year or so. Um, I get – you have to like – it's one of those things where with Brodekin, you have to like li- – you have to like really listen. And you have to listen that, with like yeah. – you can't like – you have to also love just blast beats, like like a freak. I, my my problem is I'm not always great at like listening listening to things. I can do it, I do do it, but I I have ADD and I I if you look at my taste in music, you've been noticed. I tend to grab gravitate towards things where you hear it and you're like, yeah, this is like obnoxious and catchy. So I'm fucking like already wanting to listen to it. I'm, I'm I don't have a ton of patience for anything. I mean, but. I can I can I can handle just obnoxious. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, me and Tim are more I, the, tuned the, to that. Brodekin wasn't like obnoxious to me, though. I guess is my point. It just sounded like like I would say you it's know. with them and a lot of like the brutal death metal stuff like that. Like they are hindered very much by like production. But it's funny. Absolutely, I, I noticed that. Too. I the snare on the first Brodekin record to me is like it's the most like perfect like death metal snare. It sounds like if you listen with like re- like decent headphones. It's like it sounds like so isolated and like just poppy and I fucking oh man it's 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 perfect. Um but yeah you have to like I, I wouldn't say noise core is in and of itself low effort I think it's can, I think it very much can be. I that, think with a lot was, of stuff I mean I've yeah. definitely heard completely throwaway like noise core shit before. You yeah. can you can do it in a way where it's interesting uh and I, you know what? I, I, I think we're gonna have to do two episodes yeah. about this because we're almost at like fifty minutes here. I guess that's why, though. I, I was gonna say the, the like the the reason the good stuff from this genre or any even just in hardcore punk grind anything like this, the reason the good stuff is so good, I think, and like admirable to me, is because you're taking a genre that doesn't require much effort to get the basics right. Yep. Unlike, for instance, like if you're gonna do a metal band. We're talking about punk, right? Yeah, yeah. Including noise core, though. Like, yeah, th- doesn't take much effort to like make one of those records. Unlike, you know, if you want to make a Led Zeppelin sounding record, if you choose to like really work at it anyway, like you can. I I, I admire that, and that's why this stuff can be really cool. Oh, I mean, uh, who's that? Was that sidetracked you were talking about earlier? Didn't they do a thing where like like all the songs were like spliced spliced together from like different recording things? That is. Like, what was, well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's out yet. That's Jay sent me some songs for a Reeking Cross split. Um, and, yeah, he, like... Because that sounds like a lot of that. You know, it's like, damn, this is... The way Jay does it is very... In- he's one of my favorites in terms of, like, power violence, fast core, noise core stuff, because he kind of combines it all into, like, the slurry of it's sidetracked. I have a bunch of their records. You should listen to them, Jake. Um I've been hearing about that band for years. I've never listened to it. They actually. were more of like a straight up kind of fast hardcore band. That's what like I thought. Years they were. Ago. I thought it was like fast core. Yeah, it is. But like now thrash, it's like no, it's kinda. he does he does a lot of different stuff. That's why it's great. I told him the the stuff that I, you mentioned, Tim, reminded me of Guided by Voice. I was like, this is Guided by Voice. He's like Guided by Voices, but like a noise a hardcore band. 
That because sounds great. It, and if he are if fans do not our listeners do not know what Guided by Voices is, it's a quote unquote lo-fi like indie rock band where they do a lot of shorter songs and the production on a record can vary greatly. Like there could be just like an acoustic or like clean guitar song with vocals. There can be like a full band and it sounds like it was produced in the studio. There could be one that sounds like it was recorded on a tape in a basement. Like Guided by Voices is an amazing, uh, amazing band. Mm-hmm. And with the sidetrack stuff, it'll go from song to song and very short, but it'll sound very different, like coming from different sources. And I, yeah. that's there's a lot of effort to that rather than, oh, let's just put a fucking microphone in a room and just play, you know, for sure. And I think yeah, I'll that check that out. I'll do. I'll bust the records out later. I'm curious now. That that kind of one microphone in a room stuff can be interesting to a degree. Uh, uh, for talking about real quick on a little, some modern bands that I like, uh, Set a Minute Strachu from Slovakia or Slovenia, um, one of those places. We got to play with them years ago, and they were fucking like a bulldozer. They're just in two bass players, drummer, and just screaming nightmare like fucking music like it was insane it was it was amazing it's like that's it's more about creating like a cyclone of like sound like a, a an, an inescapable wall of noise it's impressionistic that, like, in a way yeah yeah like it's, it's, it's not about like the single note or like a melody it's about like how it makes me feel on some level i think all music and art should be or, or put it rephrase that that's how the way I approach all music and, and art pretty much is that there's an element of, well, what do I want to say? But mostly it's what do I the person consuming this? Like, how do I want them to feel? Yeah, and that's that's like the first question, the best starting point. And I think with noise core, it's cool because you can kind of do the more like terrifying stuff. I like kind of stuff that like kind of approaches that there. And then there's the more absurd, like kind of like punkier stuff. I think uh, a a Another good example from modern times is um, Final Exit from Japan. They are very goofy. Um, but I, I think they're able, because they combine like rock and country songs, and then they'll like switch over to like noise core stuff for like two seconds. Some of this stuff is very funny. We'll get into that later. We should have some little sound samples once we get into the actual noise core genre. Yeah. I think we can probably kind of end it here. This is so. Next episode, we're going to talk about more noise core stuff. We're going to be talking about, like, really where noise core becomes a thing. Uh, Grindcore, I think, is the most important part of it. uh, Because without, like, the Napalm Death Blast beat, like, unfortunately, you don't really get to where we want to get. I mean, those hardcore bands, sick and and very good. I like them a lot. I like those records a lot. But, like, if if that's as fast as ever went, like, I don't think you necessarily get noise core. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I didn't create the genre. Uh, I think that bands like Napalm Death and stuff like that were very important. The metal stuff, the more metal stuff, I think you, as you kind of mentioned. Well, yeah, especially since those, even just by virtue of the fact that those bands got that idea of playing super fast out to more people, and some of those people ended up deciding to do the noise core thing, I would assume. Whereas, like a band like Neon Christ, like how many people heard Neon Christ? Like, and, and, and I can't imagine very yeah, many. Or Cyanamid. Like not not enough to have it like create a whole I mean, genre. Cyanamid probably more than Neon Christ. Yeah, Cyanamid, not by much, but yeah. I remember them being in the thank you list of the Fear of God seven inch. Um 
But like, so like back in the day, if, our, if you're listening, you don't know, like a big thing was to look at the thank you lists of like records. Yep. And finding like shit that you like. And it's like, oh, this new band, uh, they thanked this. Let me try and find this record. Uh, yeah, like when you picked up the Best Wishes LP by the Chromags, and they uh, they thanked some guy named Ian Stewart, and you decided to check out what he was about. Um, is that real? I, I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or uh, the, 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 I've got my Agnostic Front album that just came out, and uh, they mentioned some band called the Bully Boys, and I wanted to see what their whole deal was, and it was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, you watch uh, that the last video of Gigi Allen, and you're like. Who's is that? One? Is that the singer from Genocide? <laughs> yeah, you're that like, guy who's in the plaid this interesting pants. looking fellow that's not <laughs> Gigi Allen. <laughs> Which it is though. Yeah, I think that is that is him because it looks exactly like him. No, that's that is 100 percent him because that dude, what's his name, Mikey Ebbs or whatever, Bobby Ebbs. Bobby Ebbs was like a, a close confidant and friend of Gigi Allen and uh, a huge fuck up. I don't know. He looks like if Steve Bader's was in fucking The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> Which is already kind of what that dude. Well, looks that's like what anyway. New Jersey is is almost like. Yeah, yes, so. it is. It is New Jersey. I'm telling you right now, worse than Cleveland. Oh, I could believe that. Yeah, I've never actually hung out. Where in Jersey. is Gigi? I'm just talking from? shit. He's from Rhode New Island? Hampshire. He's, yeah, he's from Manchester. Oh, okay. He's like a fucking redneck from from like I mean, the rednecky part of New England. He's got that amazing, like he's got that thick fucking New England accent. Wild one, yeah, yeah. It, New England, like actual England, has kind of a few different accents within it that are all similar but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And his, his is pretty unique. But yeah, that's the guy with the plaid pants. In the Gigi Allen struggling and failing to get in a taxi video, that is the guy from... <laughs> because he's covered in shit and yeah. no clothes. I wonder why they didn't guy stop. From genocide. Well, I think that'll do it for here. Why don't we... Let's see. Listen to the song Knives. Yeah, we'll put on the we'll song end, Knives. We'll end on a high note. Uh, you know, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to everyone that listens. Share and tell your friends. You know, I think this will be... If you're not a fan of Noise Core, which I am, absolutely understand i think this will maybe help we're gonna have a playlist of cool stuff that you can kind of listen to also uh, our, our sponsors sell a bunch of stuff along those oh, lines yeah. so definitely check them out yeah yeah definitely Sarpet too he he loves that kind of shit uh check us out on instagram check us out on fa- uh, not facebook fuck facebook by the way no need for us to have a facebook page. yeah no we're good on that dude I, i'm sick of making more profiles for shit it's like i'm done yeah yeah like uh check us out on twitter yeah, I'm making, I'm, sh- you know, talking shit. Tyler is talking shit on Twitter. I can and then, and then, uh, Leaking Head is a show, July 2nd. Uh, come to it. Check out the Instagram, Leaking Head 585. Yep, yep. New, come to it. It's new free. things coming soon. Demo coming soon. Demo kind of already is out. It's a long story. Yeah, there, we, we'll, we got we'll fucked up tapes. Fe- yeah. Folks, we got fucked up tapes. But we're getting and, new uh, ones, so. They're getting new ones. And then, um,. Yeah, that's about it. So, peace. Here's knives. I'm (laughs) Gary U.S. Bombs and Bombs Away. (laughs) You have been warned. Your society's rejected children are ready and down to kill. For now, it is time to submit to genocide.